This is just a quick language warning for people who are at work or with their kids or who just don't want to listen to something with strong language. Welcome to the Interior Analysis Podcast. I'm Jelani Kelly. I'm Evan Westman. And, and I'm Asan. We, we have a special guest today uh, returning for the second time. We have Asan. Nazim uh, Dowling. I don't know if you <laughs> I jumped the gun there. No, no that's no problem. <laughs> uh, so, wel- welcome, Hassan. Today we're talking about the Snyder Cut version of the Justice League that has been in the works for about three and a half years now. Some people didn't ever expect it to happen, and then we got a trailer at some point last year, and, and now the movie's out. We're going to get into initial reactions and, and all sorts of things like we normally do. It's kind of like a special episode, so I want to know like everyone's expectations going into this. Um, let's start with a few from you, Hassan. My expectations going into this, I wasn't expecting the film to be anything groundbreaking. I wasn't expecting it to be you know, anything better than what Marvel has put out. But at the very least, I expected it to be better than what Joss Whedon did. Once I was like looking up the behind the scenes things about how Josh changed everything and how Zach's vision wasn't really what was we saw in the film, and then Zach was doing those cryptic tweets, <laughs> you know, after release mm-hmm. or whatever, I I really had my expectations that it was at least going to be better than what we saw in theaters, but nothing too crazy. So I was mm-hmm. in the middle. Yeah. So people who have listened to the show probably know this already, but I'm not as much of a DC fan. I did not see the original Justice League. So I'd heard about the Snyder Cut, but I didn't really, like, have expectations of what is this going to be versus, like, the original. I knew a little bit about it. But every time it came up, like, I worked at, for my internship, I worked at AfterBuzz TV, which is, like, they do podcasts about mostly TV shows, but they have, like, they had a whole channel for DC. And I didn't work that closely mm-hmm. with them, at least no more or less than anywhere else. But, like, every couple of weeks while I was working there, I'd see the title of one of their videos would be something about some news about the Snyder Cut. And every time I saw it, I'd be like, guys, you're just getting your expectations way too high. Like, I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I Like, I was mostly to myself. But, like, as soon as I heard about the Snyder Cut, I was like... Okay, I, I like I understand where like DC fans are coming from because I have a lot of movies or a few at least like that I would love to have the creators get a second chance at. I want a better version of The Hobbit. I want a better Game of Thrones season eight. I want a better at world's end. People want that. Yeah, like it's not as if mm-hmm. like this is kind of every fan's dream. Like everyone's got a movie that they want a Snyder cut of. But the thing about Absolutely. it is. Like, I always went back to this. Like, it's Zack Snyder. And he's not... I I have never thought that he is going to be the guy to deliver the movie that people wanted. Like, he makes video game cutscenes. He does cool stuff. But, like... And, <laughs> you know, I, I, you guys can probably speak better to, like, what people were frustrated with with the original. But, like, Zack Snyder has never been into telling good stories like jelani and i were talking about this briefly (laughs) off air a couple days ago like i I think you said something like if this was a different director i'd be like psyched but it's it's Mm -hmm. him so and 
you know, we can get into how well he stuck the landing, but that was my feeling beforehand. And then I saw Batman v Superman and that, that kind of solidified it, especially because I saw the ultimate cut, which was like, you know, uh, if, if anything is Zack Snyder's vision for DC, I feel like it's probably that. And it just, it's not cohesive. And apparently it's a lot better than the theatrical one. I don't know what the differences are. Um, there was, there was one thing about like, uh, apparently both their mom's names were Martha. I'm assume that got cut, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, what do I know? Uh, wait, was that not in the director's? Or no, the, I was saying. The, oh wait, n- no, cut? that was that was in there. I'm assuming it got cut from the theatrical. No, no, no that was that was very much. I'm, in there. I'm, that's what I'm, that I'm kind of kidding. Off I knew theater. about that, but like, I feel <laughs> like that should have been cut. Yeah, that was basically my feeling on it. Like, long and short of it, Zack Snyder is not going to deliver what people think he is. Was basically my take on it prior to it coming out. Mm-hmm. And we're all, I, I believe we're all at different spots as far as what we know happens in the DCEU. Like, I'm caught up on, I personally am caught up on all the movies besides, I, I, I haven't seen, like, the ultimate cut of Batman v Superman. I don't, I don't really have an interest in, in seeing that again. Evan, what movies haven't you seen out of the DCEU? Um, I'm trying to think what actually counts. Is, is Shazam part of that? Yeah. Okay, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen Aquaman. That's fine. You don't... I think that's it? Because l- let, me, let me list off what I have seen, and you can double-check that. I've seen Man of Steel, mm-hmm. Batman v Superman, mm-hmm. Ultimate, and then both Wonder Womans. Suicide Squad? Oh, wait, yeah, I saw that, too. Okay. Um, and then I didn't see the original Justice League. Okay. And, Asan, you... I've seen everything except for Shazam... Birds of Prey and the Wonder Oh yeah, movies. Birds of Prey. I was supposed to be. Yeah, I have not. I really wanted to see the first Prey, Wonder I Woman. I heard Wonder Woman was actually the best one. I'm kind of upset I didn't see it, so I gotta get yeah. on. Yeah, I mean they told a good story in less than double the time this movie had. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and my expectations going to it real quick. Like I said before, there's three and a half, almost four years of putting this together. A lot of people just didn't expect it to happen. So I was expecting it to be the best damn superhero movie ever because they had a lot of time to make it, and it was four hours. I heard it was supposed to be a series at some point, and I'm glad they just decided yeah. to make it a really long movie. I heard it was, I heard Absolutely. so many different times for I heard six hours at one point. I was like, Doug, like, that's... <laughs> a quarter of a day dedicated to one movie. I don't I'm not I don't yeah. I don't want that. And it was rated R. When I heard it was rated R, I was expecting a lot of gore and hella swearing, but there were like a total of three F bombs spread across the entire thing and like a few gory shots for like the the parademon bad guys. I mean, we did a whole episode on the MPAA rating system, and they yeah. they didn't give you your three F bombs, Evan. Now I was kind of thinking that when I was watching, I was like, "Oh, we finally have a three F word movie here." Yeah, but it was rated R because <laughs> of that. I really wanted them to go all out. I was expecting way more going than than what was shown because you know, like I said, it was rated R. You don't you don't see a whole lot of rated R superhero movies because of the whole. MCU making money thing. But yeah. 
yeah yeah well Zack snyder also like in his r-rated content he goes really hard right the gore and so like 300 is an incredibly bloody movie right so and like maybe that has to do with the production because of course this would have been pg-13 if he had like done it traditionally Mm -hmm. and like finished the project so maybe that was part of it like it's kind of a lower r because he was expecting a pg-13 restraint Mm -hmm. i would guess yeah yeah he didn't want to go like over the top, and yeah. Well, he probably knew he wasn't allowed to for the start. So then, when he yeah. got the freedom to, he kind of had to retrofit a little. But then, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I was kind of expecting a little more all out. But it sort of makes sense that he ended up kind of having a diluted, at least for an R-rated movie, a diluted level of intensity. Mm-hmm. I know we're gonna get to it, but that last shot, that last death in the movie, that was kind of satisfied like the little bit of art that he had in the movie that oh i feel like they could have got away with that pg-13 yeah if there was like there's a shot like that in the first hobbit movie and that's pg-13 you know what you know i think about it you're right because they didn't when she sliced it show it they didn't show it go Mm -hmm. through yeah it was like a behind then the blood on the sword and then his head flew off i was like oh I was just comparing it to how he died in the original, and like that's just it just wasn't he got like close. Scarred like, in, yeah, the when he died in the original, like, life yeah. and scarred. Like. <laughs> oh wait, did they do the and classic he, like, villain teleport- cliff thing yeah. in the original? No, he got eaten by his Not- own people for some reason, and then got teleported oh, okay. away. And then he teleported away, so we didn't even see the whole thing. Yeah, because the whole concept of fear and Superman scared him. It was pretty yeah. stupid. So if that's it for expectations, let's get into. The actual everything that happened. There was a lot of humor they, they got rid of over the course of the movie. And I, I'm guessing a lot of the jokes that weren't landing were Joss Whedon's jokes. Like the, I heard you yep. could talk to fish. They completely got rid of that line. And anything at the end where Superman was joking and it, it felt like he had been completely different since he had died and all that. At the beginning, I saw Willem Dafoe's name in the credits, and I was like, oh, he's in this. And then I remembered he was an Aquaman. I don't know why I forgot that. But that, uh, let's, I'm going to start with that Wonder Woman scene in the bank. I don't know how they made that better than what it originally was, but I think that scene was godly and not just in a metaphorical sense. Maybe it was the music, but they, I feel like they really did make her feel like a god among men in that scene where it seems like there was nothing the cops could do to save the the people from the terrorists in that bank. And then there was that... <laughs> what's it called? A- ancient l- lamentation yeah. chanting music that people are just so pissed off about online because every time Woman to Woman Oh, yeah, any time there's, like... Yeah, with the subtitles, I noticed that, too. It's she, like... she would take a step, and that music would start blaring, and I'm like, that's not even her theme. Why are they doing that? <laughs> her theme is sick, though. Yeah. Like, that. Yeah. that's probably... And, of course, that's a Hans theme. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Hans bringing his contribution to it. But I also, like, a- after watching this, there was, like, a Reddit post on r slash movies, and uh, people were talking, people were pointing out flaws here and there, like, for example, in that Wonder Woman bank scene, like, when the dude was reloading his gun, and she could have easily just stopped him from reloading, instead she did her gauntlet clash thing, and it, like, blew yeah, up the entire I had floor. With that. Like the Like, the bomb... Yeah 
probably would have like it, it would have done more but like she she didn't need to do that there she could have just did something normal but i don't know dc destruction right and as soon as i saw that too i was like wait a minute how did that not just like collapse everyone in like the roof right. on everyone in the building right there like you took out all the supports yeah. right like, that didn't seem like a smart move <laughs> I don't know at what point I was asking, but I, I just have a note saying where Darkseid at because I, I really wanted to see him. I was really excited to see him. I thought he would do more ultimately, but I knew deep down he wouldn't because they they didn't want to show everything from him because Steppen... I, I always thought it was Steppenwolf. It was just spelled with an extra P for some reason. Apparently, it's Steppenwolf. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Stephen Wolf. Stephen. That's his. Steve that's his. Wolf. That's his. Um, human name. Yeah. Stephen Wolf. Also, his CGI looks way better in this movie than the original. In the original, he looked like a, a PS One character. <laughs> yeah, he did. A lot of the CGI, in my opinion, looks. Oh, for in this sure. Movie. I think it's because of the slow I, motion. That's what I had, bro. That's what I wrote down. I said Snyder's slow motion actually helps to see the CGI action. Even that mm-hmm. final battle, like, in the first movie, like, it was, like, a lot of red hues mm-hmm. and, like, lighting that make it look a little bit, the sky a little mm-hmm. bit brighter. And that, it was, like, a clusterfuck of just mm-hmm. colors and shit, and it was just way too, like, intense. So, with the darkest skies in this version, it just helped out a lot better. Like, you could actually follow the action better, yep. in my opinion. Easier on the eyes. Uh, the Amazon scene, like, when they were trying to get the bo- Also, wait, real quick. Why did why were the humans the only ones that didn't have some sort of special way of dealing with the box? Like the Amazonians had like three walls, <laughs> and then it was floating under the water, and there was, was water and f- fish and all this stuff around. And the Amazons had like freaking what is it, a suicide method of of keeping the box away from the bad people, and then the humans were just like, "Yep, this looks like a good spot to bury it," and then they left it. <laughs> And then right. Nazis. Okay, so, <laughs> so what Nazis. happened with it though? Because they had that backstory where it was like, okay, like the Greek gods basically fought against Darkseid the first time. They split up all the boxes, and then like I guess the humans just bury their box. But then how does it get to? Nazis. How did it get to Cyborg? Did am I just forgetting? Because there was a lot in this. Uh, they said something about the Nazis. Nazis. Oh yeah, right, from yes. There, okay, there was uh, an explanation. S- s- Mm, yeah, Silas got his hands on it. I forget how he got it, but he got it and opened it. It was not. It's always Nazis. Also, in that flashback scene where it was, they were all teaming up. Dark. They made Darkseid look like such a bitch. Like he came down, he was like, "Boom, I'm here, motherfuckers!" And then like the whole army was behind him, and then he got clapped by like three people. One of them was Zeus, granted, but like really, bro, this is the big bad. You show him get dragged away by his minions, like. I was expecting the Omega Vision. I was like expecting way out. more. Not that. just in that like that nightmare scene, like because we only right. saw it one time in like a scene that never really happened. I was expecting that, but then I, I was assuming that the anti life equation would give them the mm-hmm. Omega Vision, but I, they didn't really like say that outright. So I don't know if that's true mm-hmm. or not. Because like he has no reason to not use it if you're trying to take over a planet. Like that's the time right. to use it. I wanna. I also wanted to see more car- cameos of the people of Apocalypse. Like we saw Granny Goodness and Decide, but like like the female furies and all that but whatever the amazons for some reason well there's a good reason for this but to me they felt like the three a female 300 squad when they were like trying to stop steppenwolf from getting the box or escaping with the box that whole scene where they were um i think it was the first scene where they showed up and they were like firing arrows and then 
the queen was running away and cl- closing the walls behind her, and then the thing fell into the water. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It felt like a female 300. It was a lot of slow motion in that, too. And they, they just kept getting clapped left and right. So Overall, I really enjoyed the slow pacing, the learning about the characters and all this. I don't know how they could have done it in an hour or, or two hours, or however long the original was. I don't know how they could have done it then, but... A lot of the characters, like Cyborg, for example, got had uh, justice done to them because there was there was way more to their character. Absolutely, I'm not a fan of Cyborg CGI, or, or I guess it's just his suit design. He looks really strange and very thin. But I don't know how natural you can make a dude where he, the actor is only showing half of his face and the rest is CGI. I don't know how you how you do that. Speaking more about Cyborg, what he did for that lady almost got me, man. Like, the mother who... You guys remember that? Yeah, when he, like, hacks the the ATM. Yeah, bro. That was, like... Ah, it was just a good scene. Also, this this movie, uh, and I guess Zack Snyder is sponsored by Mercedes, because there were a lot of Mercedes in this movie. I don't... Batman had a Mercedes. I don't know how Wonder Woman got a Mercedes. I guess 5,000 years of working will get you a mercedes at some point i also liked that flash knew how to be a superhero like there was no save one person i just push people really fast and then run away thing he obviously knows what to do in the original i know you didn't see the original evan but like he was very much not hero like like they they were treating him like it was his first day out as a superhero even though he had been a hero for a while and had like this advanced suit and all of this and in this he he knew what to do and he had the whole scene at the end with the rewinding time yeah we'll get into my takes on it later but yeah i I have heard about some of the differences i've i think i've seen the scene you're talking about where he pushes the family in the truck away yeah they got rid of that family at the end the fact that there was ever a population in that city at the end i'm I'm glad they got rid of because they were already saving the world i don't know if they also needed to save people at the same time plus getting rid of the population there was less you don't get a repeat repeat of the end of man of steel so okay the, there's a big twist at some middle point of this movie asan i don't know if this was one of the things that got spoiled for you martian manhunter yeah zach kind of revealed that after the whole entire justice league thing when he got removed from it mm-hmm. he revealed that that general was martian man the, the whole time oh um so he kind of like gave that away but in terms of him being in the film yeah that did get spoiled for me unfortunately my jaw dropped when i saw it because i had never heard anything even remotely close to what really? you just said. Nope, I was not. This was something I was not expecting. And then he showed up again at the end. When I first heard about it, that Zach did that, my jaw dropped kind of like you did. But I wish I would have heard of it in the film, you know? I wish, like, Zach wouldn't have to, like, say what his plans mm-hmm. were in order for him to get, like, a second chance at, like, what his vision mm-hmm. was. You know what I mean? I mean, like, I understood when I saw that, like, I, I didn't know he was Martian Manhunter until he said he was. And we'll get to that because the way that happened was weird. Um, but <laughs> it, it was, it was we'll, weird. we'll get to that. I, I want to talk about all the dialogue and, and that scene, especially too, but like that scene where, where he shows up and he's, he's the gen, well, he shapeshifts into Martha first and does that whole thing. And then mm-hmm. shapeshifts away at, at first. I was like, all right, that, that happens. So maybe he's like some in, like, he's a villain trying to like manipulate Lois to do whatever, but one, what, what like, 
what, what was that for? And then two, as I like, I don't know when, I think it was some point after finishing watching it, I was like, hold on a second. If Martha and Lois met back up, like at some point there would be a disconnect mm-hmm. there. Cause like they apparently had this like, right. This like yeah. deep moment yeah. together and we'll get to whether that's actually deep or not too. Um, she said, but, get out the house. And Lois was yeah. like, you right about that. Right, right, okay. She she said, get out of the house. And the, but Martha wasn't the one who heard that. Mm-hmm. And, like, so that, like, at some point, they I feel like there's there's a scene that would have happened where they would have been like, oh, remember I told you to get out of the house? No, no, that mm-hmm. never happened. No, you came to my apartment. <laughs> Wait, no, I never came yeah, to you. Yeah. Like, like what, I don't even know where you yeah. live. Yeah, <laughs> so that never happened. That scene really never happened, and it didn't seem like it had a purpose. It was just like, yo, Martian Manhunter's here. But, like, it didn't make, like, I get that it's cool. Like, it's a cool cameo. I, I guess I, it didn't land for me. I'm sure it landed for a lot of people. But, like, it's just so weird the way he's included there. And then at the end, do we want to save the conversation of his name drop for later? No, I really wanted to say, yeah. like, he introduced himself to Batman, the guy who's skeptical about every thing ever. Was He was like, yeah, my name, by the way, is Alien Human Killer. Like, right. after they just <laughs> saved the world, I don't. And then he just kind of just yeah. went back to bed. <laughs> Which is like, ex- isn't that exactly what he thought of Superman as? Like right. alien man killer and <laughs> Batman mm-hmm. v Superman? Mm-hmm. And the way he the way he introduces his name, it's like, what's your name? Oh, well, I've gone by many names. What? And then they he like moves on to something else. By the way, uh, Martian Manhunter. Whoa, Martian Manhunter. Like, Yeah. That... The way they introduce superhero aliases is like a big thing for me because it always sounds corny in the yeah. movies. Like, cause we watch, you know, you read the comments or lots of shows. Like, oh, that's Spider Man. Like, but how are you gonna introduce like that weird name into the movie? Like, finding a way to do that, they always go with like the news or the media. Like, oh, they're calling him Batman. Oh, they're calling him Superman. That's what they usually yeah. go to. Saying my name is Martian Manhunter is just really like not how a conversation would go. Well, it, it's, also, it's also the timing. Say. Like him introducing himself as, yeah. as Martian Manhunter. That that makes sense. It's the way he did it, where it's like. I've gone by many names, but I'm not going to tell you yet. I'm going to save it for the very end of the conversation. <laughs> That's, like, only there mm. to be, like, a mm. big fan service moment. Get, get like, there's yeah, really exactly. no reason he should have, like, in a logical conversation, he just would have just said, oh, uh, call me Martian Manhunter. All right, cool. What a <laughs> like, I also don't like, <laughs> yeah, I also don't like Batman's demeanor in that conversation. Like, he, like, was very relaxed mm-hmm. and, like, uh, trusting and that's just not like his character mm-hmm. at all like yeah even in the cartoon if you want to count that he wouldn't even shake martian manhunter's hand when they first mm-hmm. met superman was like he doesn't trust people so that's just how he is like batman just waking up out of bed with bedhead and like walking up and like no gadget nothing in his hand to a, a dude floating in the mm-hmm. sky like that could have been a villain for all he knew like it just did not fit at all yeah but, martian manhunter if he so chose could have easily clapped him right there like exactly like so that's just not batman's character is another topic i want to talk about with this film but we'll get to it later there were two future scenes there was one at the in the epilogue and then what was the one in the middle of the movie i feel like i'm remembering it too was it was it cyborg's vision i feel like he was the one who oh yeah the script okay so i'm talking about okay asan sent me a script a while back uh about what justice league two and three were supposed to be about and seeing that like after reading that and then seeing some of the stuff that was mentioned in that article in this kind of blew my mind i I don't want to talk too much about it here in in case it does get made down the line for sake of spoilers and all that 
that was just a, a cool thing to see. Oh, yeah, that scene where Superman sees Flash is still the greatest, in my opinion, even with all the added content in this movie. Superman moving at the same speed that Flash, or almost the same speed that Flash was moving. Uh, like when Flash is trying to run behind him and Superman tilts his head and starts moving with him. That, that's probably still one of my favorite scenes ever. And that Superman versus Justice League fight felt like any time Hulk has ever fought the Avengers in any comic or sort form of media i just thought that was cool because that there was nothing they could really do about it like batman was just standing by the police car and then as soon as superman got done with the rest of the people that actually had superpowers just started lasering him and batman was about to get finished but then superman got horny once lois showed up so <laughs> i didn't understand at first why dr stone killed himself and i was worried they wouldn't they wouldn't explain it because Oh, I was wondering where Joker was at, like, once the movie was wrapping up. I was like, wasn't that scene at the end supposed to be, like, a, a flash that some, that Batman had at some point? But that, I guess they made it, they made it the dream at the end. And he didn't, my last thing is, he didn't say the, we live in a society line. That was I was trailer. waiting for that, too. I was so disappointed. He had the whole bad laugh and everything, and I was... An entire monologue. I was waiting for the. We live in a society, uh, like. Right. Uh, so now I guess that was just like uh, the trailer maker just trolling everyone and being bait. like, "All right, let's get it. let's let's capitalize on the meme bait. community here." Like, he looks good as Joker. It's just I don't, I don't know if I don't believe him, but I, it just feels like he's hamming it up or something. I don't know, man. But that was it for reactions from me. Um, Asan, do you have any initial reactions or things you wanted to say about over the course of the movie, like scene stuff? I think that movie didn't cover. I guess from the intro, I really like the fact that they changed that whole Batman-Aquaman scene. Mm -hmm. Because when Josh adding jokes to the film, that just not only were they not hidden, they were just out of character. Mm -hmm. Even though Batman vs. Superman was a very like mediocre movie, mm -hmm. they, the characters kind of had like their own... like like aura or like personality that Zack established even in Man of Steel like Superman was a lot more grounded a lot more darker mm -hmm. than what we're used to and whether or not comic fans are okay with that if it's for the film's sake let's just stick with it you mm -hmm. know and Josh kind of like scrapped a lot of that and the Batman scene when he came to meet Aquaman a lot of that dialogue felt like he came in there without a mm -hmm. plan and that's not something that like Batman would ever do and I was hoping that Batman would like understand their language, but like play mm -hmm. dumb, which is what we got to see in this version of the film. So it felt a lot more authentic. Mm -hmm. Moving on to like when Steppenwolf came in, I guess from that 300 scene that you talked mm -hmm. about, uh, it was cool seeing the CGI. Like Steppenwolf looked like he had like a lot more weight that to the swings. The CGI looked like fucking him up. Yeah, he's bigger. Every time he swung the axe, you felt the weight, which is hard to do in animation when you're animating like a character to mm -hmm. do something displaying weight is very difficult so it looked really realistic also i think steppenwolf's armor was like that in the original like when they shot him with the armor yeah, and he li quite literally just flexed the arrows out i don't i don't think that was in the original i don't think it was a lot of that like when he lifted the horse up with one hand mm -hmm. through that, i don't think I remember that being in the film and like he just looked really like mm -hmm. bad for lack of a better word in the initial film did you guys think he was more sympathetic i kind of yeah, I kind of felt a little bit, like, in the original, he kind of just felt, like, mustache-twirling type, but, like, had a yeah. weird mother complex. I'm glad they got rid of him, like, doing the creep, creepy thing with, with the mother boxes, kind of, in this Yeah, one. his motive felt a lot more, like, relatable, because he's trying to prove himself. Right, and, like, like, for what he, like, he lost. 
what did he do that made dark side kick him out like i feel like it was something real small like he he ate the last oreo or something and then dark side <laughs> was like okay now you got to get me 50,000 planets and it took me freaking millennia to get to conquer 100,000 so good luck yeah. son yeah, I, I actually, like, I didn't see the original, like I've said, but I almost felt a little bit bad for him mm-hmm. when he, like, so I was like, okay, of course he's not going to get it, but, like, I feel like I'm almost more compelled by his goal than, like, the Justice League fighting him mm-hmm. in a weird way. <laughs> this seems more impossible. 50,000 planets, like, that just, even though we can't grasp, like, the scope of capturing one planet in real life, but, like, the idea of 50,000 planets seems like a lot, so like, it makes us more empathetic to what he has to go through. Well, yeah. I think it just feels like he wants it more than the Justice League want to beat him. He 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 also has like puppy dog eyes. During <laughs> whenever he's talking, I mean to that the wasn't part of it for me. Or Dark Side, <laughs> his eyes are like really wide. They look he looks like an anime character. I'm like ah, I can't help but feel bad. He dude just wants to get home, bro. <laughs> I guess I see what you're saying. For me, I guess what I was gonna say next was uh. I'm glad they put Iris back in the film. Even though they didn't introduce her as Iris West and, like, officially, we just knew who that was. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad they casted a black actress. That was really cool. And then I'm glad Cyborg got his just due because I feel like a lot of, like, the film revolved around him. Mm-hmm. A lot of his scenes, they just took out of it. That goes back to Joss Whedon's character that um, Ray, Ray Fisher was trying to point out, that a lot of things were cut out for mm-hmm. whatever reason it may be. And I just really hope that... This is kind of proof that what Ray Fisher was saying is like justified and not made up or falsified. I was also really happy to see Superman don the black suit. I think it was really cool to get a different like just look for him and not the mm-hmm. campy comic look that we're always used to. I really liked Man of Steel. It wasn't the greatest movie. It was not like the most well-made movie. But I just like Superman just is not really like one of my favorite characters. And I liked that I was able to watch a film that made me like somewhat care about superman's plate or like what he like has to deal with i think it kind of made him very more grounded even though it's hard to make someone like that grounded so i I like that they kind Mm -hmm. of kept that vibe for this movie a lot that deathstroke scene with slade wilson and lex that was supposed to set up the batman movie and i'm really mad that never got to happen because i want to see that slade wilson he seemed like a really good actor so is that the same guy from the raimi movies that was the flash bully Cause I saw yo, it might be actually. I saw somebody in the comments saying, "I don't want to like." It was Lex Luthor, and he said, "I don't want to fight you, uh, Deathstroke." And then Deathstroke saying, "I don't. I wouldn't want to fight me neither." And I was like, "All right, there's only Uh, one movie that's from." Yeah, that's him. Same guy, Flash Thompson. Oh my god. Uh, so that makes three major Spider-Man trilogies because we had J. Jonah Jameson and Jameson, Willem Dafoe, um, yeah, oh, man. and Green Goblin. Where's Toby at, bro? It's a war, Dark Man. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Could have had, broken that out. Oh no! Also, his hair in this movie, bro. What were they doing, bro? With this, with old oh, boys. William Dafoe. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just saw the lighthouse a couple like weeks ago seaweed. with him in it. It felt he felt like he was almost playing his lighthouse character in this role. <laughs> oh man, is that all for reactions? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Evan, let's start getting into some of the stuff you wanted to um, 
Yeah. I'll try to run through my like point by point ones pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. The separation with the sections I thought was a, a little pretentious. Like he's not Tarantino and like no one wants him to be. Uh, I wasn't huge on that, but that's sort of whatever. There were a lot of music cues in this, I noticed. Mm-hmm. I felt like there was very little chemistry between any of these characters. Like, and I'll I'll expand on that a little bit later, but like that felt like a big detractor. Like nobody really has like a scene together. Like I don't think Superman talks to anyone from the Justice League ever, does he? If he did, I missed it. It's... He only had that one small scene with Bruce at the end for buying the bank, but that's all. Oh I yeah, yeah. Oh, and he talked to Alfred, but that doesn't really count. Right. So, like, yeah. there's really like. I mean, Cyborg called his name when they were trying to break the box apart. He didn't <laughs> speak there, but that death scene that was look. really cool. By the way, I forgot to say that. What having them die or like times we thought they were gonna lose or I didn't think so, but like they make it seem like they were gonna lose twice. One with the cyborg mm-hmm. nightmare, and then two with like the bomb going, the, the box was going off, and cyborg saying, uh, "Oh, we're too late." I thought that was kind of cool that they just went a route that I didn't think they were gonna go. I just mm. thought it was going to be a straightforward. How did Superman get clapped by that explosion was my question. Apparently, that's why I was concerned. I thought he, of all people, would survive it, but maybe right. he was too close If anybody. To it. Yeah. Yeah, what else happened? The final battle I thought was, like, fine. From what you guys are saying, it sounds like it's a lot better than the original, and I can see that. Like, it, it, it was decent. Yeah. I feel like I've seen better, for sure, though. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. On the whole, like, I'm going to get into a couple other kind of like more overarching topics but on the whole i don't need to see this again (laughs) is is kind of a overarching thing so i had like two major like let me just say like i don't want to like take away from anyone who does like this movie and i don't hate it but they're like you know i approached it as a writer of course and there were a lot of things or not a lot but two major things that i felt like were weaknesses of this script pacing and dialogue were really the big ones i'm gonna start with like the pacing things i felt like every scene could have been cut down by 25 percent. we just kind of stayed in in scenes a lot longer than we needed to a lot of times the flash and the iris scene the slow-mo this for, well, i feel like if you took out all the slow-mos and all that so the the slow-mo but not not just the slow-mo like there are there are just beats at like the end of certain scenes that no matter how slow he films them they probably don't need to be there yeah you know we don't need to see alfred and wonder woman making tea together like if that was that that built into a scene Mm. where they like had a conversation and like built on their characters or something then maybe yeah that works but it like a lot of scenes there weren't a lot of scenes like that, but that was one in particular where I was like, this would have been cut, like, which mm-hmm. is kind of a frustration I have with it is like, for one thing, this isn't what we would have gotten. I don't think in theaters, like a lot of this, if if he had made, shot all of this and they released it like under his name, he'd finished it with the theatrical cut, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. A lot of this stuff would have gotten cut. Because it doesn't need to be in there. Wait, can I uh, interject real quick? With that tea yeah. scene, the, the payoff, I know what the payoff was, but I don't think the payoff was necessary for, as a viewer. So the payoff for that tea scene was to establish familiarity for when he invites the whole league into the Batcave. She's the only one who like recognizes him and everyone else is like introduced to him. I think that was the payoff, but I don't think that was worth it to justify that scene, if that makes sense. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I would agree with you there. Because they do... I, I'm remembering the moment you're talking about. But yeah, that's yeah. like a tiny moment. That's nothing. It's not enough to justify... Yeah, so... Yeah. Um, also, how did they not have enough cups? Right, yes! I thought that billionaire playboy, like, man. <laughs> one, it's six of them. Two, like, you're Bruce Wayne. His superpowers being rich, cups, man. You ain't got cups. I have six cups. <laughs> more pacing things like i was never bored but it got kind of exhausting mm. i don't know how much work Zack snyder himself did on the script chris terrio is the credited screenwriter but i felt like whoever was writing it like i don't think they really had a good grasp on what the purpose of each scene was because it felt like they kind of deviated from it and like didn't really give each scene the weight that it was meant to and like mm -hmm. that part of it i think is the slow-mo snyder vision visual style thing so like a criticism i've heard of him before is that he overdoes the slow motion he overdoes like his big epic shots and i've heard this criticism of michael bay too and like i'm not really someone who goes deep into directing things but like i've heard people break it down and it's like it's kind of this thing where if you were giving us like maximum visual input on every shot or something that might not be quite the right terminology but if you're making every shot seem super important with like how you're using film language mm -hmm. over time that like dilutes it. it it's almost like the boy who cried wolf effect where like if you're telling us every shot is super important then the ones that you really do think are important aren't gonna land that way they're just gonna blend in with everything else i think that was Everyone's something that made this suffer if you have so many slow-mo shots, you, you're making it so that you want us to think everything is epic. But if everything's epic, nothing is epic. Um, I, wanted, like, I wanted a slow-mo tea-pouring scene between Wonder Woman and Alfred. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we low-key got that in a couple places. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this water falling. You guys really want to see this water falling in the cup <laughs> right now. <laughs> Like that that's gotten on the tone of a couple of things. Like, oh wait, Batman's parents didn't die in this. That's a sin. <laughs> yeah, we uh we didn't get another origin story. We needed that. What happened to Batman's parents originally, man? I don't know. I need to be told. Yep. Or reminded. I, I did like that we got the origins for other characters and like to tie it into pacing, I think that was like the place where that was kind of time well spent was like I, I think one of you mentioned it, like we did get a lot more backstory with cyborg that apparently was in the original I, again i didn't mm -hmm. see it but i could kind of feel that like they spent a lot of time with him early on yeah i think it could have still been done a lot quicker w for the amount Man. of like information we got there that scene when his dad kept him outside and he nodded at him oh bro mm. and then flashing his dad that was also good yeah, like that was that was all decent setup mm -hmm. for the characters, but again, I think it took longer than it needed to. Like, if you're gonna spend that much time, like for the amount of depth we or the amount of time we spent with each of the characters, we didn't get a whole lot of depth. I don't think mm -hmm. for if it had been a two-hour movie, I think we got enough. But it was four hours, so it just like stretched everything out. So when I say there's pacing issues, like I don't know that there's necessarily scenes I would say needed to be cut. I think you just could reduce a lot from each individual scene and then it flows a lot better. And I'm not like exhausted three hours in. Mm -hmm. That might just be more of a me thing, but I'm sure I'm not the only one. Like it's a four hour movie. I'm sure I wasn't the only one who was feeling spent by the end of it. 
every time Lois showed up on the screen, I checked out mentally. Like, I understood it had to be in the film for when Superman came back and got horny. But, like, I did not care about anything she was doing in her daily life. Well, they don't really let you either. Like, I feel like she could be an interesting character. Like, she's a journalist, and they kind of they kind of do stuff with her, as I recall, in Man of Steel, with, mm-hmm. like, her searching for Clark. They they give her some time and some agency, and in this movie, she's, she's not really... Like waking up and to going do. to his grave. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. have a whole lot to do. So agree with you there on that. Um, so the other big thing that I took issue with was the dialogue. It's not the worst I've heard. It wasn't super eye rolly, but like I felt like almost every line was either a bad attempt at a joke or really clunky exposition. And thankfully, there wasn't a whole <laughs> lot of it. It was pretty light on dialogue on the whole, but like. Again, I don't know who was, like, responsible for it, but with this budget, you could have called someone in and made it sound a little better than mm-hmm. this. Like, yeah. there were a few lines in particular. I talked about the Martian Manhunter one. That was that was a big one. <laughs> it takes me out of it because it dehumanizes the characters and not in, like, a creatively intentional way. It's just, like, these don't feel as much like real people. Mm-hmm. I feel like that happened with any of the Aquaman scenes where they were just yeah. trying to just explain that you're the rightful king and all this stuff and i was like oh man they're doing the same exact thing they did in the aquaman movie (laughs) well maybe he was trying to set it up aquaman does not get a lot of time in this either i feel like he's the one with the least attention given half of his scenes are him shirtless taking his shirt off and getting into the water well it's it's Zack snyder of course and it's jason momoa (laughs) with his like sick abs so like it's kind of obligatory (laughs) Where I felt like the dialogue detracting especially is, like, any time there was supposed to be, like, two characters connecting, I kind of alluded to this earlier, like, I don't feel like there's any chemistry or really connection between these characters. Like, you know, we're mm. kind of building up, like, the DC super team, so there should be some kind of, like, connection between them, I feel like. I don't love the quips in the Avengers movies, but I feel like all of them at least want to be around each other. I feel like they've spent time together. These characters never, like... I never feel like there's any history between them to speak of. But Aquaman said, my man, to Cyborg. Oh, yeah, yeah. well, I forgot. I'm sorry about that. I think you're wrong. they must be besties. (laughs) 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 And then, like, Flash and Cyborg fist-bumped at the end. Superman forget? Did you watch the movie, Evan? What did you do for... Like, he's going to his wedding. In slow motion. Did you... (laughs) Yo, Evan... Did you watch this? What did you do for four hours, Evan? I took notes. I was watching it, and I was disappointed by the dialogue. <laughs> Evan, look, they they, uh... they really, like, I don't know if, if this was, like, intentional, but, like, if they are trying to, like, ship any of these people, there's, there's no one to ship. They had time to do it, so the fact that they that they didn't makes me think that, I mean, if we're taking this as Zack Snyder's creative vision, I don't think Zack Snyder cares about relationships between these people. But that's not surprising, because I don't feel like that's been something he's prioritized in any of his other movies, so. But, like, you know, it showed up a lot when they were trying. Like, the scene between, quote-unquote, Martha and Lois, I was like, that felt like the closest they got 
or maybe that and the scene where Wonder Woman met with Cyborg in the middle of the street. Like, they were trying for, like, characters connecting there. That was, like, their mm. best attempt, I thought. But Wait, what about Aquaman and Wonder Woman when they were digging up Superman? Talking about Atlanteans and Amazonians. Am- Amazons? I suppose that could be third place. But in all of those scenes, like, if you're trying to get humans to connect, they gotta feel like humans. And this dialogue well, they doesn't let human. them. Um, they weren't human. <laughs> okay, but like, if you want us to be invested, you gotta make them come off as human. Like, and apparently yeah. that's not the priority. So, like, maybe they succeeded there, but I thought that was a big detractor. A few lines in particular that I like rolled my eyes slash laughed at in the bank. I don't believe it. Believe it. Like that was kind of cheesy. Bank? Yeah, in the bank when like Wonder Woman blows up the or like throws the case up in the air and the guy comes comes back down the guy's like oh i don't believe it she says believe it like it's just a very uncreative back and forth anything with the flash also like when they were trying to make him joke i don't know exactly what the jokes were in the original but i was like i don't think whoever it was pretty much the same it was with flash well yeah was it paced different though because it felt like they didn't really know what a joke is supposed to be no no it was just as bad okay it was, like i don't yeah like they're trying to make him the funny guy and he's he's not he's really not, he's not even really supposed that. to like, be that and it's funny. not even Barry Allen. like wally west is like the jokester but like barry's a little more no. serious he's always late so they got that, that, that right <laughs> but but the thing with the jokes too was like it's not even that it didn't like jam with me because like I've mentioned this before, like, I don't really jam with the MCU's sense of humor, but, like, I can, like, I still feel like I get it if other people do. This, it felt like they just don't really know how a joke works when they were trying to write it. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if I could dissect that, like, point by point, but they were having lines, like, expecting that this was, like, this is in place of a joke. And it's like, well, Mm -hmm. you got to do a little more work there because this isn't. This isn't how, like, that works. Also, he looks really dumb when he's running. I thought yeah, they, they would gotta, fix that. For that they flash film, they gotta, I, they I gotta like do something about that. He's, like, waving his arms like it's a like wacky, he's swimming on wacky, land. Wave. You know what I'm saying. Oh, wait, are you, right. Jelana, are you talking the, the guys at, in front of the car dealerships with the... the yeah, the, the wacky, wavable, inflatable, yes, arm-flowing tube guys. man? He's running like like he's that. Like, a little bit. I don't. He looks really dumb. I also don't like his suit. I don't like Flash in this movie. I think he could be good, but like they didn't. Uh, I don't. I don't think they really spent enough time working with any of these characters to like make anyone identify with them in this. I think, and you could maybe make a case for some other ones. Like, I was still like glad to see Wonder Woman from what they did with her in the first movie, mm-hmm. but like I didn't feel like they really did anything in particular with like that wonder woman like she wasn't really the same character from the original movie aquaman also felt like way colder in this movie for some reason maybe because he wasn't like yee-hawing like a cowboy every five seconds towards the end but he 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 felt like way more broody i think that was because like when they dropped aquaman that was like when they were going with joss whedon's like vision so every every film after like justice league with joss Mm -hmm. had like a lighter tone like even shazam had like a very bright tone aquaman had like this action Mm -hmm. like cliche like american film type vibe to it so like i think everything kind of shifted the whole thing Mm -hmm. that zach had a vision 
Because his whole idea of bringing Aquaman into, like, the universe was to make him darker and serious, which we saw here, but, like, they never kept that vision, mm-hmm. which goes back to, like, the higher-ups at DC. They're not really mm-hmm. coherent as to what they're doing. Well, they're trying... It seems to me, and, again, I haven't seen all of them, but from, like, a distance, it seems like they're trying to do different things and see what sticks. Yeah. And they haven't quite gotten it down yet. They have so many films that aren't even connected to the DCEU coming out soon. What are they going to do with those? The Robert Pattinson's The Batman. It's another one I'm forgetting that's supposed to be released soon, but like none of those are even connected to this. Like what what are they doing? Like I said, I think they're trying to see what sticks. So maybe what sticks is I mean Joker is kind of what sticks apparently that, and that's yes, not connected. That's so maybe yeah. maybe that's why. I don't know if James Gunn's Suicide Squad is supposed to be connected in any way. Hmm. Yeah, that might even be really kind of similar that, to though. this in like a take two on something yeah. that kind of flopped. Yeah. Like a few I years after. I, I don't know, though. I hope it is. What are we, some kind of suicide squad? <laughs> yeah. What are we, some kind of Zack Snyder's Justice League here? <laughs> oh, God. We just needed Will Smith to show up and say yeah. that and then leave. Would have been it would have been money well spent to have I thought Flash was going to say it, bro. I thought Flash was going to be the one to make that. Like, yo, what are we, like, some kind of lead that serves justice or some shit like that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. God. This is from the same guys who gave us Save Martha, so, you know. I feel like it's it's on the same level. One final note from my initial reactions. I forgot to say this. Oh, well, I guess two. To finish off with the dialogue, all the voiceover felt like it really wanted to be, like, powerful and carrying all this emotional weight. I, it really did not land for me. Maybe other people feel differently, I think they kind of whiffed with that. And then just an initial reaction that I forgot to mention. When they bring Superman back and they're like, oh no, where's the mother box? Like, none of you thought to go find it? Like, as su- like <laughs> when you're all running after Superman to like, see, see where he's at, nobody's like, hey, one of you, go find where the mother box is. That's kind of priority. Like, the that team felt- is as coherent as DC's uh, head people. Yeah, well, I mean, it just, it felt, it doesn't make me want to root for him. It's like, again, that made it feel like they weren't really invested in saving the planet. Like, when he gets the third mother box, we don't even, I felt like we didn't even get a moment of defeat there. It's like, oh, he got the third mother box. Well, I guess that was going to happen anyway, so let's just, let's let's just go with it. Stop the unity. Like, that Mm -hmm. didn't feel tragic in the way that it probably It didn't. It didn't have any way at all. I don't even remember him like putting the mother box in in for like the third time. Right. We didn't get the like power up moment where it's like now my villainous plan is coming together. It's just like, oh, well now he's got the third one, so there's no like mm-hmm. it didn't feel like the time there wasn't even like the I mean, I don't love this trope, but you know, maybe it would have added to it to have like a ticking bomb with it where it's like, oh, we've only got like they said like we've got a few hours to do this. But the, right, I thought it was about to be activated right away. Right, there was, was like, like no urgency already coming in, the, yeah, in the climax. They were still having tea. They were all, like, nobody was like, oh man, the world's going to end. What, like, what are we going to do? They're just like, well, uh, if we don't do it, we're screwed. All right, cool. Let's let's do it, guys. I guess we got to. Like, they <laughs> didn't two feel hours like they were, they were really yeah. that invested. Yeah. They were having tea with two cups yeah. before they went into action. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's pretty much all of my things I, th- this was more of a director's cut than i thought i like like i said there was stuff that felt like should have been 
taken out that you just didn't need. On the whole, I don't think this is what we would have gotten had Zack Snyder stuck with the project. So to say this is his like original vision, I, I don't know that this is it. Yeah, you guys can get into it. I would, in comparing to the theatrical, like, do you feel like he took the reception of the original and like, and that influenced what he did with this version? Is what I'm I don't think so. Here. I think a lot of it was more the creative freedom that he had. Like, cause I know when he was filming Justice League, because of how bad Batman vs Superman did, there was a lot of like DC um, execs that would come to set every single day and like make little tweaks here and there or just keep a watch over him. And then he would always pitch things and they would like decline what he wants. So had he stuck with the original film and the events did not play out the way they did, we would not have got this film right here. It would have been a lot more different. It would have been closer to his vision, but it would not be the same film. Because he got a second chance and then Warner Bros. gave him creative control and he got he's working for free and they gave him that budget for the film and the reshoots, that's why we got this film. In response to the fans, not not at all. I don't think so at all. Because he didn't really like do anything that the fans have asked for, to be honest with you. The fans only asked to see his vision. I'm trying to remember, like they didn't they didn't want Batman to kill, that was one thing. They wanted they were mad that Superman didn't smile, which was stupid to me. They were mad that Doomsday got wasted. And like th- those three things didn't really get rectified in this film. Those are the three things that I'm aware of that the fans had a problem with. I mean, it's not like they could... Actually, the Superman smiling and Batman killing thing, he could have fixed in this. But the Doomsday thing, he kind of... Yeah. yeah. Like, what was he going to do? Bring him back and just have him run? Like, what? Right. And that's kind of a third resurrection for him anyway, because it's already resurrected right. Zod. It's Zod, and so Doom, like now it's Doomsday, and it, the same shit was used to get Superman back. Like, nah, that ship is pretty much the Lazarus Pit at this point. Like, I hate when comics bring back people. By the way, I just I feel like it's lazy writing when you like hmm. retcon or do a multiverse or like redo. It's like I can just do whatever I want and then like redo it and get a second chance sometimes with these they're still doing that dc no just did that again <sighs> in the comics future I know what state. i'm not reading yep. <laughs> so on the whole did you guys like the theatrical better De- or this definitely this it's a lot this, better wait this is yeah. not even a question if the first one's like a two not out of ten this is like a six at least six or seven at least maybe six comparison to the old justice league we already talked about a lot of stuff compared to like the theatrical but my big question is do you think the original justice league had to happen in order to get this version this four-hour version i do and i think it's because i hate to bring it up but it, it has to deal with how um Unfortunately, Zach's daughter passed away. That was a big reason for him stepping away because mm-hmm. he was already having a headache dealing with the studio, going back and forth on what he can or can't do. Once he lost his child, he decided that he wasn't given the time he needed to his family, so he decided to take a two-year break and like spend that time healing his wife and his children. And w- that was all kept under wraps. Like mm-hmm. Even the actors didn't know what was really going on with the studio execs and his family. And then once things transpired about how Joss Whedon took over the film, messed it up, treated everybody poorly, cut out Iris West, cut out Cyborg's importance, and then on top of that, put Zack's name back onto the film, fans saw this as like, here we have a creative writer and director who lost a child, couldn't finish his vision, got blamed for it. Everyone attacked him for the film, even though it wasn't really his doing. And once the truth kind of came out, that's when he got a second chance. And I hate to be the guy to say that if it didn't go that way, he wouldn't have got the support. But to be real with you, like, comic fans, like, I mm-hmm. see a lot. They're very, like, not forgiving. 
and they were they were quick to attack him, mm-hmm. quick to blame him, quick to attack his name or whatever. Not even knowing the whole entire story because we, obviously we're the audience, so we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't really see another way for this to come out the way it did without it going that way, which is really unfortunate because a child's life was lost at the end of the day, you know. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I I agree with all of that, and to say I've kind of mentioned this like. This is not the version we would have gotten, yeah. I don't think, if Zack Snyder had finished it. Mm-hmm. I think we're never really mm-hmm. going to know what we would have gotten had he finished it. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is a good representation of it, considering the length, mostly. Like, n- no matter how much creative freedom you get, like, Warner Brothers was never going to release a four-hour movie. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, some of it was reshoots, probably, from what I heard, or at least they, like, I think there was some redubbing or, like, VFX work that was done. I do wonder, though, like, first of all, I wonder how this is going to be received considering the hype around it, but also, like, how would it have been received if we had just gotten whatever he was going to make? Like, I don't think Mm -hmm. there would have been that, like, like maybe, and, and part of it is that, you know, it's kind of living, not exactly in the shadow of the Joss Whedon version, but it's living in parallel to that i guess is maybe a way to say it like you can't separate Mm -hmm. the two i mean i can because i haven't seen both but i think in terms of like for most people's reputation of this like i think the fact that this is better than the original at least from what you two are saying it sounds like it's better than Mm -hmm. the whedon version that Mm -hmm. is gonna matter like because I don't think better necessarily means good, but I think that may end up being the reception. In, in short, we would not have gotten this version of it without the Wheaton cut and without mm-hmm. Zack Snyder needing to step away and then go back to it. But I do wonder, like, can something like this happen again? Because it's not like we don't have director's cuts, but it is sort of an extreme circumstance where, like, it was an incomplete thing because... You know, there's a lot of cases of you have like the Blade Runner director's yeah. cut where like the theatrical is not really I've, I've only seen one cut. I don't know exactly which one is so whatever one doesn't have voiceover. I've seen that Blade Runner, but I've heard about like the theatrical one with the voiceover. So people didn't like that. And then I don't know what the word for it is. I think there's like a final cut and then a director's cut, something like that. The version that Ridley Scott wanted came out and people liked that a lot better. I mean, the only other ones that are coming to mind are like, you've got the the Lord of the Rings extended cuts, which are just kind of like, I mean, everyone liked the theatrical cuts, and then they were like, all right, this is cool stuff we got in the add-on. I don't know exactly where the Snyder Cut is going to fall among all of those. I feel like it's mm-hmm. a little bit unique, but it seems like it, the basic beats of the story seem the same from what I'm hearing. Nothing major is being changed. Yeah, from start to finish, it's pretty much the same, like, major plot points. I think it's more or less, like, the way he gets there and, like, the, the, the wrapping around how it goes from point A to B to C, which, hmm. yeah, and which from, like, watch, the <laughs> or from watching the weeding into watching this, it's, like, a complete different thing. And it's weird because, like, his wife said that, like, with all the reshoots, it made a total of, like, three to four, maybe five minutes total difference of, like, new footage. So I don't know like how much of this was already shot or how much of this was just added CGI that he just had to like throw in there or like retouch or whatever. If it's only three to five new like minutes of footage, my guess is that the nightmare scene was the reshoots. Like that's my guess. Hmm. Oh, did you notice they said we have to hurry? He's gonna find us if we don't hide soon. 
And then they yeah, spent like the next day like standing that. outside talking to Joker, yeah. and then he found them. <laughs> Wait, what part was that? <laughs> the epilogue, the dream scene at the end. Oh, okay. I was I was probably taking down a note at that point. They, they were like, yo, we got to go hide because if we stay out here too long, he's going to find us. And then like Joker and Batman got into like a like an argument. <laughs> it's like, bro, like I thought. You... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Batman said the F yeah. word <laughs> that he broke his one rule. <laughs> Isn't that right? Uh, Batman. And make no mistake, I will fucking kill I want to see that. Huh. I want to see that. Well, oh, okay. Also, he said he killed Harley Quinn. When does that That's happen? like off, like off screen <laughs> in that know. timeline if that ever happens. I, there's a script. There's like a storyboard that got leaked for Zack's Justice League 2 and 3 that I sent to Jay. I, I'm not going to like stay on the podcast for sake of spoilers in case it does happen. But I will say like after reading that, there's a lot of hints for what part two and part three was going to have. And I think that makes the movie better. But if you isolate yeah. like the little hints for two and three, and you just take the film for what it is, and you ignore all the extra, like you know, what transpired in Zach's personal life outside the film, I think the film is very much okay. It's not bad. I wouldn't say it's bad. I'd say it's enjoyable. But if you're not like a comic fan or you don't want to go out of your way to watch it, I would stay away from it personally. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, say it's, it's worth the four hours. But hours. if you're like a fan of Zach or you're a fan of like. Or you just want to see his vision. I think it's cool beginning to see like what if watching this felt like he had like a lot of care put into it. Whether it worked or it didn't work, I could feel that he really cared and wanted to get his vision out. And I it felt like I was like watching what he sees in his head. Like a lot of like the inserts and the slow mo is like you get like these little inserts here and there. Like whenever someone's driving, you see like a shot of their foot on the gas pedal. Like these really unnecessary like inserts and slow mo shots that like really make you feel like you're reading a comic book, so to speak. And I feel like a lot of studio films don't do that correctly. Mm. But Zach has a way of doing it where it feels like, even though it's exhausting, it feels like it's what he wants. And at the end of the day, like, as a creator, like, I can, I respect that. If I take all that out of it and look at the film as its own thing, I don't think it's the greatest thing ever. I would give it, like, a six or a seven, like I said. But when you factor in, like, part two and part three and, like, an overarching narrative that he wanted to achieve... I think this film could have been something special, but unfortunately we may or may not be able to see that. Yeah, I think to to kind of go off what you're saying there, like I think if you are a fan of Zack Snyder, this might be like the best yeah. Zack Snyder experience you could get. It sounds like none of it's us here really are Zack Snyder like yeah. big fans. Mm-mm. He's a great guy though. Like from what I hear, he's a nice guy. So I, I respect that. I haven't really heard much on that, but I mean, I've heard Joss Whedon apparently is not in in light of what he did yeah. with Justice League. Like it, it sounds like Zach at least treated the cast mm-hmm. a lot better. Mm-hmm. Like nobody seems to. I haven't heard anything like that. But like, I do wonder. Like, is this gonna change where DC goes in the future? Like, are that, is that this gonna, gonna be taken be my as next canon? Question. And like, gonna how are people question. gonna mm-hmm. view Zack Snyder creatively after this? Like, I guess more from a studio perspective. Like, are they gonna trust him? Or is like, has he lost fans through this? I think, I think he might have lost some fans through this. Really? I don't. Yeah, I personally, I would guess that he has lost more fans than he has gained through this. Would be mm-hmm. my personal expectation. But that's also coming from someone who's very much not a DC fan and very much not a Zack Snyder fan. So that might not be very accurate. From my perspective, mm-hmm. I think he got new fans only because like the rallying cry for him to get this film made and it actually works. But I do think he still lost a good amount of fans after Batman vs Superman, especially after like the director's version of mm-hmm. that film came out and it made no real difference in terms of like the whole film. So I think if he hasn't 
if I'm wrong and he hasn't gained fans, I think studios are looking at him now because there's money behind his name now. And all they really care about is dollar signs. So whether or not, like, they trust him, I think they see him, his name, as, like, a way to get, like, money because of how, like, popular this film, like, became, like, yeah. an internet phenomenon or whatever. Or a viral moment. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's gonna, like, still make money. They're gonna assign him to projects. I think creatively, I wonder what he's yeah. gonna do now because... You know, a lot of the cry for this movie was like, we want Zack Snyder's vision. And that was my thing with the hype was like, careful what you wish for, guys. I think <laughs> you really do. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't think you honestly, if you know what you're asking for, I don't think you do. He's yeah. a really good visual director. He's not a storyteller. Like, I think, mm-hmm. he, I think he could make some really cool stuff. But I just think he needs to pair himself up with a someone who can kind of like rein him in. Yeah, someone who, someone who like understands like story structure and can help him bring his like maximize his potential because like i think his like cool slow-mo stuff the way he does action scenes that can be effective i think he just loves doing it a little too much and doesn't know when to not i kind of want someone to maybe rein him in and i think there's i think there's someone out there who could be better if, if chris terrio is really the one responsible for this script i think chris terrio is not the guy to really maximize Zack snyder's potential yeah because i think he worked on batman v superman as well Oof. oh there it is <laughs> <laughs> jelani were you gonna say something about like dc like where they might go from here no i was gonna ask the question like where do you guys because not everybody is why it was just out yesterday is the we're recording it the day after it came out like, not everybody is watching. There are some people I know watching it this weekend. Like, there aren't a whole lot of videos out on it because I can imagine editing is hell trying to find clips from the four-hour movie. The internet doesn't necessarily have an opinion just yet. I think everybody unanimous, unanimously agrees it was better than the original. Right now on IMDb, but... it's sitting at an 8.6 out of 10, which is really solid. It's at number 77 on the top 250. That's probably going to go down. A lot of times with movies like mm. this, you'll see something go way up and then... It was at 97 on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's at 78 now. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But again, like you're saying, Jelani, this is in, like, within the first... I think it came out, what, now, 30 hours ago? So that's, like, really yeah. early. Compared to the original, which was, like, 20-something on Rotten Tomatoes, right? Oh, my Ooh, God. That is it? low. I'm, I'm looking it up to verify. Oh, my God. That tomato never had a chance, bro. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I think the original on no, IMDb is like a 6.3. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Which is be- a little below average. It'll be interesting to see where it lands. I don't think it's going to be... I-, I think it depends on who you ask, probably. Yeah. For DC fans and Zack Snyder fans, I think it's going to be a very different reception. I, as a not either of those, am not thrilled with it. Maybe I'm like more alone in that opinion than i think but maybe a lot of people are gonna end up sharing like it is a little underwhelming it's gonna be tough because falcon the winter soldier drops so like if you're like in the comics that's probably what mm. people are gonna watch on it drops today actually oh that better be good man i'm i wasn't looking forward to seeing it really to be honest like i'm just watching it just to stay connected to the mcu and understand where they're going but yeah. like i don't I, care I was my. I had the same opinion about Wandavision. Though. The shows are a little too much for me. I'm about to start checking out, but that's another topic. Jelani, I want to hear you talk a little bit about like just as a DC fan, did you feel more like served by this? Asan, I don't know how much of a DC fan you are, but like, 
feel yeah. free to chime in there too i guess like mm-hmm. how did how did you guys feel like it represented like uh, especially like dark side i guess is kind of this is this is sort of his first film appearance am i right about that yeah because he was teasing the last live one. action yeah. he's been in animated films and stuff but i, I don't know if those count nah it was cool. I re- I still again. I really wanted to see more from Dark Side, but as a whole, I I like the different story being told because this story is not really based off of any story. People are saying like he's pulling from this story and this story and this DC story, and I'm like, no, not <laughs> not really. I I just appreciate the the different take. It's not an adaptation of, as far as I can tell, it's not an adaptation of any DC story. I've heard of or or read thus far so i honestly didn't know what to expect or what was to come and what's to come in the future i enjoyed it 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 was good for what it was i don't i don't think it needed to be four fucking hours long but it was it was cool I, i think i liked it more than the average watcher though like i i'd say it's at least a seven in my opinion so on the whole, you're not disappointed. No, is what I'm hearing. No, I, I don't okay. know if it was like this movie wasn't supposed to be made in the first place. So waiting, I guess, four years for something that wasn't supposed to be made in the first place. It's it's good for what it was. For me, um, as a comic fan, I felt like I got my just due. I kind of like when I walked into this, I pretend like it wasn't a movie. I felt like I was just watching like uh, I don't know, like reading a visual comic, so to speak. So like whenever it ended, it just ended. And kind of coming up, not that I have to come into something with that mindset, but by doing that, it made me relax a little bit and have, like, relaxed expectations of what I'm watching and just kind of, like, be a kid again, so to speak. I talked to Jay a lot about how I hate Darkseid. I actually liked him in this movie. I wish he was under he was underutilized, but I liked how they made him seem like he's beatable to an extent because in that first fight, he was, like, got washed. It was a little bit too easily. Wait, a little well, too was, easily. Yeah, but come on, A little bro. too easily. He got but zapped twice by my Zeus, issue with Dark Side. Like he's just like only Superman can fight him, and he's just his true form is unbeatable. I just hate shit like that. But that's another topic. I'm not gonna go on a rant. <laughs> it was cool seeing Dark Side. Like his CGI mm-hmm. looked really cool. Like a lot of those shots with him in his lair and like the fire coming in front of the camera. It just looked really epic, so to speak. And I think a lot of like just seeing that in live action for the first time was really cool. As far as the comic goes, I like how they're going a different route that's not what I'm expecting, so I can't really predict what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then, again, if you read mm-hmm. the storyboards for 2 and 3, the overarching narrative of where they're going with the story, like, it's something that like Marvel has never done. I don't think they ever will do it. Like They cross a lot of boundaries in DC that like if Zack got his full vision realized, I think would have been really cool and unprecedented in cinema history with comics. So as far as this film goes, mm-hmm. it was enjoyable. Just I wouldn't recommend it to everybody. I'm a little worried that they're going to be heavily relying on Superman in the future. They need more characters. Because they really needed him for this. They need more characters, bro. Yeah. They really needed him. They were like, there's... uh, Evan, you wrote the line down. There's no us without him or whatever BS Batman said. Yeah. That's a little worrying because this is not even the big bad of the series. And you want him to take down, like, his son or nephew or whatever Stephen Wolf is. That's my issue with DC. What what specifically? The, the power scaling. How, like, just the levels mm. of, like, the villains in terms of, like... So, for example, look at Batman in this movie compared to Batman vs. Superman. And Batman vs. Superman, Batman's fighting regular humans. So he's, like, literally washing the whole entire warehouse without even breaking a sweat. 
But in this movie, he's fighting, like, the parademons mm. or whatever they're called. And he could barely take one on by himself. Like, the la- the level of, like, just powers just keeps scaling. Where it's, like, you need someone like Superman to fight most of your fights. Like, Aquaman and Wonder Woman could easily right. handle the parademons, but they can't really take Steppenwolf. So it's, like, the levels of, mm-hmm. like, checks and balances is not really, like, Marvel. Whereas, like, Captain America cannot beat Thor, but he can use his shield to, like, block Thor's hammer and, like, eventually spoilers lift up the hammer to fight back if he wanted to you know so like marvel even though there's like gods and like mm-hmm. greek beings or whatever they have ways where like the little characters can like still maneuver a fight back you know if they wanted to dc exactly. doesn't really do that in the comics i think the the frustration i have personally had and that i've heard articulated by other people is not so much that like i think you are right that like there's an inconsistency with some people's powers like you were talking about with Batman there. I think the issue I have is more in how the action is <clears throat> choreographed. Like uh, someone, I forget who it was, I but I've seen a video that like kind of breaks down how like, and, and I had this when I was watching Man of Steel. I was just thinking like, if, if Superman just got thrown like through six buildings, like, and he's fine. And then him and Zod are fighting each other like that. Like, I, I don't understand what their limitation yeah. is. Like, so it's hard to get as invested in the fight when it's just like, or like when, when Wonder Woman and Superman are headbutting each other. It's just like, that was funny. they don't seem like they're getting more hurt. It's just the pavement is getting more <laughs> cracked. It's like kind of the only thing yeah. that's changing as that fight yeah. is escalating. Like, I would expect there's ways they can be beaten. Superman has kryptonite, of course, but like in fights where kryptonite is not involved, it's like, Superman just has so such a weird like such weird yeah. physics to him Dear I guess God, it's Tim. like right but like it's hard for me to get invested in and like feel tension in a fight like that where I don't understand what like there's there's not clear limitations on these people there's not clear they never get mm-hmm. hurt so like it's hard to make that dramatic if superman can never get hurt then when he fights someone i'm never afraid for him like and he never like eat like he'll just mm-hmm. win mm-hmm. on a long enough timeline mm-hmm. I, I i'm probably not articulating it perfectly i know there's like some videos out there that break down like why dc action sequences are kind of like they're missing something where like it feels like i've said yeah, I'm like a video game. it's like who could punch the hardest and, the last time you know a lot of this fight pretty much right right at least there wasn't like karate and 10 cuts per punch oh my god like a certain that's fair that's fair like the action does look cool i'm i'm not i'm not arguing that it doesn't look cool that's a big selling point for it but from a dramatic perspective like there's not really a good back and forth it's just like cool stuff happening but dramatically there's nothing that like there's no real changes in like momentum for the fight there really wasn't mm-hmm. yeah also like so i know that's the first time i've ever seen superman kick somebody yeah yeah most yeah. of the time i see him in any animated on any form of media he's always swinging punches he never lifts a leg unless he's floating off the ground like he's straight up front kicked stepping wolf when he first showed up and i was like oh he does know how to use his feet Bro, okay, it's cool. crazy. Like I said to my brother before we watched, it, I was like, "Yo, imagine if like he kicks somebody in, in like the Snyder Cut." <laughs> mhm. Like even in like the video games he's in, he he doesn't have any kicking moves in his move set. Is it? Is that it? I mean, this doesn't need to be four hours long. Please no. 
It doesn't need to be four hours long. Why don't we just go around and give our... I, I think you've maybe both given yours. What's, like, our overall mm. rating of this? Seven out of ten. I'm gonna give it six out okay. of ten. Okay. I'm gonna probably give it a five. I guess we're sort of unanimously not great, but yeah. okay. Yes. <laughs> At varying levels. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely a good long movie to throw up in the background in case you're ever doing something. So you don't have to pay attention to, like... The Netflix, are you still watching this thing? It's definitely good background visuals. It's I it's like, guess. It just looks cool. You could turn the sound off and just look at it. But. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, honestly, like, that maybe is the best way to engage with it is, like, just have, like, it's, <laughs> it's almost like it, it. Could just, it could just be, like, a dynamic computer wallpaper. Just, like, have it going in the background of, like, behind all of your apps. Mm-hmm. Like, because it looks very pretty, but, like, that's, I feel like that's the best thing mm-hmm. it has going for it. <laughs> Should I go to the boilerplate, or do we want to get any last last points in? I'm done. Let's let's do the boilerplate. Are you good or something? Yeah, I'm chilling. Okay. Our next couple episodes are Godzilla vs. Kong and Mortal Kombat. Which Asan will be joining us for as well. Yeah. So those are both HBO Max releases coming out in, I think, two and four weeks, respectively. Godzilla vs. Kong is like the 31st, and then Mortal Kombat, I want to say, is like April 16th. 16th. Mm-hmm. We have merchandise with the logo. Uh, there's a link to our products in the show notes. We have a Patreon where we talk about the Spider-Man trilogy, the original one that we don't like, um, <laughs> only for $1 a month. Our logo is by Kelsey Hendry. We have our YouTube channel where we're starting to put up all the old podcasts, and we have our video essays. You can follow the show on Twitter at INTAnalysis18. I'm on Twitter at Davos Watson. And Asan, where can people find you? Y'all can find me in real life. If y'all see me, say hi. If y'all don't see me, don't say hi. I'm not really a social media guy, so I don't really have social media. But hey, if you see me, give me a head nod. I'll nod back. All right, cool. Uh, how are people going to recognize hey, okay. recognize the voice and the aura? You know what? That's not hard. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at Jelani T. Kelly. I'm on Instagram at Base Phoenix and Twitch at uh, Jbase Phoenix. Follow me on there. You can see me on Jay's IG. Yeah, <laughs> shout outs to Hassan for coming to this. Yeah, episode. thanks for coming, coming on to the this show. Episode. Absolutely, thanks for having me. And guys. he'll be here. Yeah, no problem. And he'll be here for Godzilla versus Kong and Mortal Kombat as well. So. Can I get your guys' quick thoughts on your expectations for those two films? We don't gotta go deep into it, but just quickly, like, what are you guys expecting? Godzilla versus Kong, a lot of the, the destruction. I still want less humans, but they're probably gonna give us half humans in the movie. Like, I don't. I don't care for that. Mortal Kombat, I'm expecting to be gory, fun, not, like, solid as, like, a movie, but just fun to look at, mm-hmm. like, this kind Got of... Got it, okay. But sure. Okay. Yeah, Godzilla vs. Kong, I'm expecting to be underwhelmed. I agree, yeah, Jelani, we're probably gonna get too many humans and not enough monsters. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we'll probably get plenty of monsters, it's just... Uh, I'm expecting it to be kind of basic mortal Kombat. i know very little about i'm guessing there's going to be some cool fights but yeah i'm, I'm not expecting a whole lot of story okay one. got it so i'm not really expecting to enjoy that for better or worse i have a low expectations for godzilla king kong and then out of these three movies i think mortal Kombat. i'm hoping it's the best that's my expectations but i don't i have no way to prove mm-hmm. that so all right uh if that's all we will see you next time yes bye peace everybody